Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for being here on episode number three of The Brooklyn Way. I'm your host, Brooklyn Elizabeth, and I'm super excited for today's episode. It was requested by somebody that I met through a group chat who also listens to some of the podcasts that inspired me to start my own. And so today we'll be diving into all things healthy eating and effective morning routines so that way you can incorporate my tips and tricks into your everyday life and just get one step closer to being the best version of yourself. So if you are new to the podcast, welcome. I'm so happy that you have found this little corner of the internet where hopefully you can find a community of people who share similar interests as you and are just overall working to be a better version of themselves. Like I said, this is a safe place and if you have stuff that you need help on or just want some more tips and tricks, feel free to go ahead and follow me on Instagram at brooklyn underscore elizabeth or at the Brooklyn Way Pod, and you can just shoot me a DM and let me know what you're wanting to hear about on future episodes or your ideas on my episodes that I've already covered. Let me know how these things have either helped you in your life or if you've already implemented them beforehand. Tell me a little bit more about how you've seen those really make changes in your quality of life. And if you are returning guests, you know the drill here. We like to start every episode with a little bit of a life update and then go into some self-reflection or journaling prompts just to get in touch with ourselves before we start diving into today's topics. That way you can really resonate with them more and help you implement them into your life and see how they fit for you. So diving right into life updates. You guys, it has been such a fun past couple of days starting this podcast. I am learning so much. And what they say is true. You are never too old to learn something new. So I have been learning all about RSS and Apple Podcasts and Podcast Connect. And if you would like an episode on just kind of walking you through how I started a podcast, I would be so excited to do that for you and just get it all in one place because I have had to dig on YouTube and Google and all of the other podcasters that I listen to to really get pointers into starting this. And it would have helped if someone was just super transparent and walked me through those steps so that I didn't have to do all this digging in all these different places. So if starting a podcast is something that interests you, let me know on Instagram and I would be more than happy to make an episode just to share my experience and how I got here. Okay, and now to get on a little bit more of a serious note, I just wanted to share how excited I am that this podcast is already starting to help me move towards my goals of meeting new people and meeting people that share similar interests as me. So I did join a group chat for one of the podcasts that I listen to on a regular basis, and I just you know kind of put myself out there and shared the link to my podcast, and actually one of the girls in the group chat just recently started her own podcast as well. So it was super fun to get to connect with her, and we both listened to each other's first episode, and we were just bouncing around ideas, giving each other feedback, and what she said was so nice. It just really warmed my heart and kind of reminded me that what I'm doing is something I need to stick with and something that I've been wanting to do for a really long time. And she really resonated with my message of why I started this podcast. And to be honest with you guys, 
I started this because I was struggling with things that I felt super alone in. I was struggling with social anxiety and I really didn't know how to navigate that when it came to being a young adult and just trying to get my life started in a positive way. I knew that I needed to change as a person but I really felt alone in the sense of not being happy with where I was. And it is so normal to feel kind of restless when you're in your early 20s and just kind of figuring out who you are as a person because you've been in school your whole life and being a teenager, you were kind of, you know, experiencing what influences you and what inspires you. But in your 20s, you have to take that and kind of run with it. You're starting your life. You're figuring out what kind of people you want to surround yourself with. And it can be overwhelming, especially for me when I was trying to figure this all out in a foreign country with nobody that I knew from home around me. I really started looking inward and thinking about what I needed to change in order to be comfortable and happy with the life that I was living. So hearing that from somebody who had listened to my podcast and it being somebody who is not a part of my immediate circle, so like my friends and family, it really just let me know that what I was doing is actually touching somebody because the point of this all is to let you know that there is hope. Things do get better. And if you want to change your life and you want to become a better version of yourself, All it takes is consistency and a little bit of hard love. So in this video today, we are going to dive right into the first steps of that, which is fueling your body with healthy foods and starting each day in a positive way with a healthy morning routine. But before we get into today's episode, I like to start us off with a little bit of reflection. So hopping right in, you can use these reflection moments for your journaling prompts, or if you're taking a walk or listening to this podcast in your car, feel free to give it a pause and just really look inward and ask yourself these questions. I promise you that self-reflection is the key to understanding yourself more and beginning to start this journey of wellness that you will actually implement on your day-to-day routines. So I like to start my journal prompts with manifestations. And just to remind you, manifestations are reinforcing this future-minded thinking. So you're basically trying to tap into your subconscious mind and think about where you want to see yourself in the future and really holding yourself accountable for that because keeping your goals in the forefront of your mind reminds you that you need to take at least a tiny step towards these goals every day in your life. So for me, my manifestations have really been all about my wellness journey. I am trying to stay balanced in my wellness journey while also starting all of these new things in my life. Starting a podcast, it is not easy. I will be honest with you. It's a lot of work, a lot of thinking. You need a lot of inspiration. And although I do have a lot of inspiration and ideas for this show, I don't want to let myself off the path by, you know, getting down about the fact that it's a little bit more work than I anticipated. I just have to remind myself that I'm just starting this. So, you know, you got to start from square one. 
I've also been manifesting that I will be able to transition easily into my move to Atlanta. It's a new city for me and I don't know anybody there, but I'm getting really excited about the fact that I get to decorate my apartment. So I've been kind of collecting all these things. I love to go thrift shopping. So every time I go to Goodwill or another thrift shop, I'm always taking something home with me and just envisioning it it on my shelf when I finally get to call my new apartment my home. And again, to remind you, when you are manifesting, it can be something as small as making sure that you get that morning walk-in tomorrow or making sure that you have a healthy lunch. It doesn't have to be these big ornate envisions of your future when it comes to like a job or a move. It can be something super small or super big. It's all about your own personal goals. So jumping right into the next journal entry, I like to list my gratitudes. And as a reminder, your gratitudes are the habit of recording and reflecting on things. Typically, I list three that you're grateful for on a regular basis. And the point here is that we're trying to rewire our brain to focus on the positive aspects of our life, and that will really help us build up this resilience to be able to navigate difficult or negative situations that come up in life. So for me, my three gratitudes today are my family and my boyfriend. Again, they support me so much and this has been a learning journey for me and I'm really grateful that they have pushed me every time I come up with an excuse in my head to why I should not make another podcast. They are right there to tell me, you have to do this. This is amazing. Keep going for your goals. So I'm super grateful for that. I'm also really grateful that today was such a beautiful day. I woke up and the sky was blue, the birds were chirping, it was just good vibes all around. So I got to go outside, take my walk, do my morning yoga, and I'm just so grateful that I got to start my way and my day in such a positive way. And lastly, I'm super grateful for my morning coffee. I know this may sound cheesy, but I love drinking my coffee in the morning. It's something about it just kind of wakes me up and gets me prepared to take on the day. Okay, and moving right along to our last little snippet of our intro, we are going to center ourselves and just take a moment to rate our day. So I like to center myself this way. It really helps me get real with my mind and how my body's feeling. So let's just all take a moment and take a deep breath in. No matter if you're at work, in your car, or on a walk, just take a moment, close your eyes. Well, don't close your eyes if you're driving, but close your eyes and take a deep breath in for four counts. Hold it for four counts and then release it for four counts. All right, let's all do it together. feels pretty good, doesn't it? I got this idea from Callie with Healthy But Human. I have mentioned this in my previous podcast, but I just think it's such a genius way to start a podcast, especially a podcast about wellness, because you really need to tap into yourself and just kind of ground yourself before we go into these topics about wellness, because I feel like if you aren't tapped into yourself, you kind of listen to these things, but you don't really apply them or think about how you can use them in your own life. So now that we are centered and full of energy, I just want you to take a moment and think about how you're feeling today on a scale of 1 to 10, and 10 is being that you are feeling your best, nothing can stop you today, and 1 is being, "Eh, I woke up not feeling my best, so just kind of going through the motions. 
So if you are feeling your best today, I want you to think about something that you can do to make yourself even better. If you think about it like something so simple as just going outside and getting some fresh air or maybe you are really trying to stay motivated in the gym right now and you are holding yourself accountable to getting in that workout when you are back from school or work, let me know. How's how's your day going to get better? And if you are not feeling your best today, that's totally okay. We all have our down days. So be patient with yourself and give yourself a moment to think of one thing. It can be super small that you know will make your mood go up at least one notch. So we don't always have to have 10 out of 10 days, but if you know in yourself that you are not having your best, you just need to think of one little thing that you can do to make your day better. And maybe that is something like doing a puzzle or painting or reading or listening to this podcast and just taking a moment to be with yourself and have a moment for yourself. So you can kind of put everything else on pause right now that is stressing you out or taking your energy away from you and just really think, what do I need right now? What do I need to make myself feel better? So just take a moment to think about that and pause the podcast if you need a little bit more time but you should be feeling tapped into your mind and body. So with that being said, I think we're ready to go into today's episode. So you probably clicked on today's episode because you're interested in healthy eating and morning routines. So I'm going to go ahead and dive right into our first topic, which is healthy eating. And I just want to go ahead and put this disclaimer out there. I am not a doctor but I do know from my own experiences that there are different ideas of what healthy eating really is. Because on one hand, you have the people who consider that to be counting your macros and your calories, which is really more concerned with calorie counting. And for me personally, I hate that idea because the real reason so many people have issues with bloating or decreased moods or that brain fog that we all were familiar with during COVID, it's all tied to this lack of vitamins and minerals. And in the perspective, your food is your fuel and it shouldn't be something that you're being fearful of. This is what I mean when I say intuitive eating because eating healthy is all about balance and fuel. And like I mentioned on my first episode, I grew up with a dad who was a personal trainer and really into the bodybuilding world. So it kind of messed with my idea of what healthy eating was. And when I was younger and just got, you know, kind of interested in the world of fitness and wellness, I thought that healthy eating was all about, you know, the calories and the protein. And although there are pieces of the truth to this, I think that life is really meant to be enjoying food. And this is something I got to experience in Spain because everything that the locals did in Spain was tied to a meal and drinks. Like, this was the center of every good time that they had. And everybody at the restaurants would just talk and laugh, and then they would leave the restaurant on their bicycle or walk down those beautiful cobblestone sidewalks. And that is where I saw a totally different relationship with food than I had known from back in the U.S., Because if you are in the U.S., you know that we constantly see these commercials and ads on Instagram for meals like lean cuisine that are packed full of preservatives. 
But many people think they're healthy because of their, wow, only 200 calories or 19 grams of protein packaging labels. Like, please tell me how that is healthy. In Spain, everyone eats pasta and bread without even batting an eyelash, and they really indulge themselves in these beautiful, decadent desserts, which, let me tell you, I had my fair share of them, and they are delicious. But all of these people seemed happier and healthier than the people that I saw in the U.S. It all comes down to the quality of food that we eat. And yes, they're eating pasta and baguettes and wine and cheese, but it's all local ingredients, ones that don't have to travel miles and miles to reach their grocery stores. Okay, this is something that I just thought was so crazy when I was abroad in Spain. So, you know, you go to your grocery store and you get your produce, and I just for some reason, this caught my attention, I bought some tomatoes And in the U.S., I remember, you know, you go on one big grocery trip, you know, every week or two and you get everything you need. You pack your refrigerator and pantry full to the brim and you just kind of use that food for the next week or two. However, when I was in Spain, I saw everybody carrying these tiny little canvas bags with just a few foods in them, just enough to like last them a couple days. And I was like, this is crazy. I'm not going to the grocery store every few days. This is not my routine at home. So I go with like five reusable bags, stock it all up, and I get back to my apartment and I'm loading it all. And a couple of days passes and I notice that my tomatoes are already rotting. Like literally three or four days after grabbing them from my local market in Spain, they were rotting. And I was like, what is happening? Because in the US, when I would go get my groceries, I'd buy those little cherry tomatoes and use them like on my salads. And I could keep those in my refrigerator for like a week, a week and a half. And they would still kind of be kind of appetizing. Some of them would be mushy, but overall they would still be good. And so I called my mom and I'm like, mom, you will not believe this. Because I swear with me, it's like the little things that catch my attention. And I started telling her this story and she's like, Brooklyn, it's because their food is so much cleaner. And so the little nerd in me starts Googling stuff like, what are the preservatives in US produce versus European produce? And I just learned so much. I had no idea how many preservatives are really in the foods that we eat. And yeah, it just blew my mind because the tomatoes were rotting after three to four days. So I totally had to switch my routine when it came to grocery shopping in Spain. And I'd have to go every three days or so just to get the ingredients that I would need for my meals. And this was just mind-blowing to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. But the moral of the story here is that healthy eating needs to be focused on what you're using to fuel your body. And although we can't travel to Europe every time we want fresh produce for my U.S. girlies here, we can start to actively try to avoid processed foods and foods that cause inflammation in the gut. So we're basically detoxifying your fuel, so to speak. And just to touch a little bit about what inflammation in the gut really does to your body, I'm going to list off a couple of, you know, effects that you may feel if you have an inflamed gut. So a lot of people with gut inflammation experience tons of cramps, fatigue, brain fog, gas, bloating, loss of appetite, or struggling with weight loss or feeling healthy. And to explain it very simply, 
Gut inflammation all stems from when the bacteria in your gut gets out of balance. So there's good and bad bacteria in your gut. And when you're eating processed foods, the bad bacteria elevates and the good bacteria is destroyed. So you're going to have all of these symptoms. Some people even experience uh, problems with their skin, problems with their joints. All of this stuff stems from our gut health and the foods that we're using to fuel our bodies. So when you think about your eating habits on a day-to-day basis, there are some types of foods that you want to try to avoid to help reduce that inflammation in the gut. And some of these foods include red meat and processed meats, so things like bacon and hot dogs, lunch meats, and cured meats. You also want to avoid refined grains, and this is stuff like white bread, white pasta, white rice, and breakfast cereals. And you also want to be very conscious about what you are eating for snack foods. So a lot of chips, cookies, crackers, and pastries that you find on the shelves at the grocery store are going to be packed full of inflammation-causing ingredients. And lastly, you really want to try to avoid sodas and other sweetened drinks along with fried foods, which is kind of a no-brainer there. We all know that when we indulge every once in a while in that delicious Chick-fil-A fried chicken nugget meal, we wake up the next morning feeling super sluggish and just not our best. And the common denominator between all of these foods that really cause inflammation all comes down to the sugars and the saturated or trans fats. So the exception here is red meats and also red meat is considered a processed food. And like I said, you want to try to avoid those processed foods. You want to eat as clean, as organic as you can. And of course, To be real, we all have those days where we indulge a little bit and we may be on the road and we may be traveling and grab, you know, some fast food, but every once in a while is not going to kill you. I'm talking about on your daily life. You do not want to be eating out every day, getting fried foods or eating frozen meals and eating Pop-Tarts and crackers because you are just not going to feel your best. So maybe you're listening to this and you're like, okay, I eat pretty healthy, I do indulge a little bit, but I want to incorporate more healthy foods and ingredients into my diet that can kind of combat that inflammation that I have already experienced. And so I did a little bit of digging and some ingredients that you can incorporate into your healthy lifestyle are a lot of berries, so cherries, blackberries, raspberries, blueberries. These have excellent sources of fiber and they also have tons of antioxidants in them and antioxidants are your best friend. This is the thing that is going to fight inflammation and keep inflammation at bay. So if you already experience gut problems, you want to really target your focus on antioxidants. And there's also a lot of ingredients that you can add as spices and flavoring that also have inflammation or that also have antioxidants in them like turmeric. And I know that is a delicious spice that you can add to a lot of Indian foods and a lot of Asian recipes. So really start digging onto your Pinterest boards and looking for ingredients and recipes that help fight and combat gut inflammation. And if you are looking for a little bit more things that you can incorporate into your daily food, you can also add in fermented foods. So I personally am not a huge fan of kombucha and sauerkraut and miso, 
but these are superstars when it comes to healing your gut from the inside out. So if you are a kombucha girly, go ahead and stock up on that and start taking a little bit of it every morning and they say that you're going to feel the difference almost immediately. Now, if you're like me and that's not your jam, you can also try out wild-caught seafood. A lot of people take bone broth shots in the morning, which is amazing for gut health. And also incorporating products that come from coconut are amazing for you. Um, and then you can also try dabbling in ginger and apple cider vinegar and just trying to incorporate that into your smoothies or your yogurt bowls in the morning. Basically, you want to just incorporate foods that lower inflammation and help improve your gut health. Okay, and another small step that you can take to improve your gut health with just a simple change in your daily life is to stop drinking coffee on an empty stomach. And this is something that I used to be so bad about and I would instantly drink my coffee on a empty stomach and I would feel jittery and I would have anxiety and it was just not good. So as I started listening to some of my favorite wellness podcasts, I realized that when you put coffee on an empty stomach, all of those acids in the coffee are just immediately absorbed into your bloodstream, into your stomach lining, and that causes you to really not feel the best. So what I've started doing since I cannot give up coffee, I love it too much, is I have been making sure that I eat a healthy and balanced breakfast before I drink my coffee. And something that I do want to do in the future is switching from coffee to matcha. And if you have tried matcha or if you know a good recipe for making a good matcha drink at home, go ahead and let me know on Instagram. I am all ears. I definitely want to make the switch, but I am still addicted to coffee. I will go ahead and admit that. So the moral of the story here is that you could make a lot of really small changes in your diet and your daily life, and you will really be able to start healing your gut. And so I have linked a website in the show notes that gives you a whole bunch of recipe ideas for recipes that really heal your gut from within. So if you are wanting to try something new and needing a good activity for your evening, go ahead and visit those show notes, visit the link and follow one of those recipes, post it on your story and tag me and let me see your wonderful creations. Okay, so now let's go ahead and switch gears and talk about the way to morning routines. Now, let's be real here. There are two types of mornings. There's the ones before school and work when you are just buzzing around your apartment, trying to get everything done, following up on emails, doing a quick little hairstyle, and running out the door. But there are also those mornings on the weekends and in the summer where you have a little bit more time to focus on yourself and focus on starting your day a lot better because you have more time to do it. So I'm going to give you some pointers on how to start your day with a lot more energy, and if you don't have time to implement these every day, that's totally fine. Now, this these things don't have to be these long morning rituals. It can be a five-minute time to just sit and reflect and just take time to listen to yourself before you get going on your busy day. 
So starting with those busy days where you have work or school at 9 a.m. and you don't have a lot of time to really do a full morning routine. Now the key to this is prioritizing your tasks the night before. So that way you don't wake up feeling rushed and stressed. So you really want to get things done the night before that you know will cause a hindrance on your morning and having a good day and just starting the day off with good vibes. So for me, that typically looks something like this. I am doing my laundry, getting the dishes put in the dishwasher, and just getting my outfit laid out so that way I don't have to really turn my brain on first thing when I wake up. And I also like to go ahead and put a little coffee pod in my Keurig. That way I can just hit brew, go do my makeup, and it's ready for me to go right out the door. And I also do something small for breakfast as well on my busy days. I have posted um, some videos of those go-to foods for breakfast on my Instagram at the Brooklyn Way Pod. And usually I will do some sort of yogurt with blueberries, almonds, granola, and coconut. And all of those foods are really, really great for gut health. They have probiotics, prebiotics, antioxidants, and also a lot of things to help reduce that inflammation in your gut. So making sure that you have a healthy breakfast even when you're in a rush in the morning is super important to how you're going to feel for the rest of your day. Okay, and diving into my first tip, whether this is in a busy morning or a morning where you have a little bit more time to prioritize your morning routine, and that is to wake up at the right time. So I did a little bit of research, and in a 2021 academic study by the Houston Medicine Group, they found that people that woke up just one hour earlier was associated with 23% lower depression rate. So that is a huge number. If you just wake up one hour before you typically wake up, you will feel different. Now, this isn't something that you're going to feel on the first day because, of course, who likes hearing their alarm clock? clock go off an hour before they normally do, but as you do this over time, you will start to feel way more productive and you'll just wake up feeling a lot more motivated and excited to start your day and get your things done. And I have started implementing this in my own life. Typically, right now, I am in kind of a summer break. I just graduated college and I'm kind of in this you know, gap before I start my new career. So I have a lot of time on my hands. And typically I would want to sleep in till about nine. I am a total morning bird. And I have been trying to wake up more towards eight o'clock, 7.30 or eight o'clock and just prioritize getting in those morning routines that I know help me feel a lot happier and more productive during my day. And one of those things that you have to do, whether you are in a rush or if you have time on your hands, is that reflection. You can do this in a journal, in your notes app of your phone, or literally just thinking out loud while you're on your drive to work or school. And so for me, doing that at the beginning of my podcast every episode is just a reminder as to how important it is to take a moment and reflect on what you're grateful for, reflect on your goals, and just get in touch with how you're feeling and what you can do to improve what you're feeling. And this leads me right into my second point of your morning routine. You really want to focus on what matters to you. In the morning is the time that you set your intentions for the entire day. So if you are not prioritizing what is really important to you, you can sometimes forget about that, push it off to the back burner, go to work, do your to-do list, and then you forget about it by the time it's time to go to bed and, you know, wind down for the day. 
So if you just want to take a quick moment right now, pull out your journal, pull out your notes app, and just write down three things that you know are super important to you in the morning. So for me, those three things are making my bed, moving my body, and setting my intentions for the day. And when it comes to making your bed, this is something that I have always been a strong believer in because when you have a clean room, I feel like that helps you have a clear mind. And when there's clutter around and the bed's unmade, you just kind of feel a little bit out of your element and you feel a little bit messy. I don't know if it's just me, but having a messy room and an unmade bed makes me feel stressed out and makes me feel like my life is a mess. I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but making my bed is definitely something that I prioritize in the morning and something that I make sure to do whether I'm in a rush or if I have a little bit more time on my hands. And next, I like to move my body in the morning. My favorite time to work out is in the morning, but of course, we always don't have that time to get in a full workout in the morning, and that's totally okay. So if you don't have all the time, it's super important that you at least stretch your body. And I will list my favorite YouTube video to a super easy yoga routine in the show notes. So feel free to check that out. I try to do this yoga routine at least five days a week and I swear I am feeling so good from it. I was somebody that was not flexible at all. Like I literally couldn't even touch my toes until I started doing yoga. So I can feel the way that yoga is changing my body and also changing my mind. It helps me really be a lot more calm and in the moment and just take time to just think and feel and reflect instead of just rushing from one task to the next. So moving your body is very important in the morning. If you do have a little bit more time, I personally love to take my dog for a walk um, if it's nice outside. And if it's not, you can definitely do your yoga in your room or just simply do some stretches. And lastly, one of my things that are very important to me in the morning is to set my intentions. And I know that I always talk about journaling and I always talk about mindfulness, but this can be this can be a little bit different for everybody. This could be journaling. It could be also making a short to-do list with the tasks that you really want to prioritize for your day. And it can also be meditating. And meditating is something that I have tried to dabble in and I definitely have it as one of my goals to do more often. Um, I usually find myself meditating when I'm doing my yoga But I do want to try meditating just sitting there and quieting my mind and really centering myself. You can do a lot of practice with this on YouTube. And I know there's tons of coaches out there and tons of videos out there that really walk you through how to meditate. And let me know if this is something you're interested in because I will definitely do the research and I can definitely get some pointers to help you start meditating. Okay, and my last tip for having a good morning routine is to hydrate your body. This is so important because when you are dehydrated, you can feel foggy, you can feel unmotivated, and you just really don't feel refreshed. So it's so important in the morning to start your day off with a tall glass of water. Go ahead and chug that water in the morning. I swear it will help you feel good for the rest of the day. And a lot of times people skip that water and go straight for their coffee straight for their matcha, whatever it may be, but get that water in your body before you start caffeinating because it's going to help your body with all of its super important functions with all of your organs. It's going to help your skin glow and it's just going to help you feel super refreshed and ready to take on your day. 
Okay, so hopefully we've learned a little bit more about what is really important when it comes to a morning routine. Because yes, it's super fun to play around with products and to do your hair really cute and pick out a nice outfit, but the really important things are the small things. It's the hydration, it's the fueling your body, it's the moving your body, and it's about centering yourself with journaling, meditation, or anything that you really feel gets you in your own element and feeling positive and energized. So with that being said, I think it's time to wrap up our podcast today and I just want to send a huge thank you to everyone who listened and I really do hope that my podcast is inspiring and motivating to you and your own wellness journey. Like I said, I am on this journey with you so we're all learning as we go. So if you have a topic that you want me to cover in future episodes, go ahead and send me a DM on Instagram at brooklyn underscore elizabeth or on the podcast Instagram at the Brooklyn Way Pod. Thank you so much for being here, and I hope that you have a beautiful day. Bye!